everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Ever wonder why there are so many rules in the Old Testament? What was the point and why don't we follow all those laws today? In today's Devo, Katie Riley, who actually edits all these podcasts, reminds us that on our own, we are powerless to fight sin or even serve God. Our only option is to surrender to the one who can. Katie does an amazing job talking about verses 13 through 25, so I want to spend most of our time together focusing on the first half of Romans 7. What is all this talk about the law? I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read my Bible, specifically the Old Testament, there are a lot of passages I'm tempted to skip over entirely or just skim quickly. And many of the passages I'm tempted to breeze over are marked by rules. Long lists of them at that. We easily write them off as irrelevant and not applicable. In Romans 7, Paul shows us all those instructions had purpose. Right off the bat, in verse 1, Paul says he's speaking to those who know the law. By taking note of that verse when I did my observations, I was reminded of Paul's audience. He was speaking to believers who knew about God's instruction to the Jewish people. But as Paul continues— He wants his audience to understand that they're no longer under what's called by theologians the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant is a term used to describe the way God related to his people in the Old Testament. It was a conditional covenant, which means that if the Israelites kept or said differently obeyed the law, that's God's instruction, he would bless them. And a lot of God's instruction had to do with offering sacrifices to atone for, which means to pay for, the sin of God's people. But here's the deal. God's people could not perfectly obey the law. They'd always fall short. So Paul reminds his audience that they are no longer under the old covenant. In verse 6, he says, But now we are released from the law. And when you read the word law, think old covenant. It was a conditional agreement. Do good, get good. Verse 6, Now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive. They can never measure up to its standards. So that now we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Believers are now under the new covenant. Under the new covenant, Christ, having atoned or paid for our sin, we can draw near to God and don't have to rely on priests to communicate with Him on our behalf, and we don't have to offer sacrifices. And we, well— If you're a believer, you've got the Spirit. God dwells within believers instead of within the tabernacle or temple. That was the old covenant way. But ultimately, under the new covenant, because Christ paid the penalty for our shortcomings and failure to obey God, our relationship with God is not dependent upon our performance. And at first glance, it can kind of seem like Paul is throwing out the law entirely. I mean, if we're under the new covenant— Why do we need all of God's Old Testament instruction? What's the point? Why do we even have the Old Testament in our Bibles? In verse 7, Paul reminds us that the law helped us put a label on sin. It clearly defined what was of God and what wasn't. Just like a young child learning to speak must be taught words like mama, dada, and juice, so too did humanity need to learn to define sin. They needed to be able to identify what was and wasn't of God. The law provided to God's people under the old covenant helped them do just that. But as Paul points out in verse 10, the commandment that promised life proved to be death. What's he saying? 
The law should have been really helpful for Christian living, but because believers are powerless on their own strength, his inability to keep the law really just magnified how broken he was. But Psalm 19.7 says that the law of the Lord is perfect. So it's important for us to remember that the law came from a holy God. The problem isn't with God's instruction. The problem isn't with the law. The problem is with us. God sets the standard and we fall short. When I read Romans 7, I can't help but notice an attitude of gratitude within Paul. He seems to be grateful for the law as it reminds him just how broken he is. He says in verse 18, For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Ever been there? Like Paul, you want to do good for God, obey his instruction, but you just keep messing up? I want to go out of my way to serve my roommates, but sometimes it's easier to just lay on the couch and watch TV. The dishes can wait, I think, over and over again. And lately, I mean, my community group and I, we've been talking a lot about gossip. All of us want to honor God with our words, but sometimes, if we're honest, we just fall right back into the same trap. What's that trap for you? Where do you see yourself continuing to fall back into sin? The law helps us see ourselves as broken sinners in need of a Savior. It isn't purposeless. It shows us that we need help. Paul concludes Romans 7 saying, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Verse 25, but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Over and over again, we all fall short of God's standard. But the good news is that we're no longer under the old covenant. The way God sees you is not dependent upon your performance. As even those with the greatest faith mess up. We're not alone in our brokenness. And I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.